Off top, February 12th, Abe Lincoln's birthday. <laughs> Play the music. <laughs> This is the Dominique Foxworth Show. Oh, what's up, Charlie? We're not even going to talk about it, man. We had a great football game. How about that? Ended weird. Uh, I guess weird is the wrong word. Like uh, The holding call, I thought, was like an accurate call. And it just sucked to not see Jalen Hurts get another opportunity with the ball in his hand because he seemed unstoppable. But he he really took, I think the last question, or the last thing we hadn't seen him do was like play great in a big game against a top-tier opponent, and he did that. That was nice. But I know you said you got a bunch of questions for me off of last night's Super Bowl, or I guess it's Tuesday now. People listen to it off of Sunday Super Bowl, so I will turn the mic over to you, my friend. Okay, so, I mean, we, we have a lot to go through. The dust has settled. Um, I'm fine with getting to Jalen Hurts second, but first I got to know, how are you feeling and how should we be feeling? We made it through football season. Are you exhausted? Are you happy? Ah, I'm so happy. I'm so exhausted. But we haven't made it through football season. At least I haven't made it through football season. Uh, It's not over until I finish recording the rest of my shows. I got another Mm. show with Mina tomorrow. I got uh, a podcast with uh, Barnwell I have to record later today. And then I'll be able to, like, fully realize that I've made it to the finish line. But it was a... Intense season, a great season, a sad season in many times, a scary season, but we made it to the finish line and it ended with Patrick Mahomes kind of taking another step closer to like immortality and greatness and GOAT status. I mean, how I think we forget sometimes good Super Bowls are incredible (laughs) Like because sometimes they're not they're not like that. Like I was I was standing up like white knuckling the back of my chair um during that game and i i, I want to get to Mahomes too but i think we should start with hurts because i think for a lot of the season something we talked about was this guy's an mvp candidate he's developing at a rate only second to josh allen um and i don't know i mean i might put him his development ahead of josh allen yeah and josh allen a- was a first round pick and the expectations were high and also he had plenty of time to develop jalen hurts right. was a second round pick who kind of was like hey this is your chance. And and he rose to the occasion last year and they got even better this year and then played, I think, the best game we've seen him play. Hands in the down. Super Bowl. Yeah. And like, it wasn't just the I think it's important to, to remember or to realize that he had better throws than Patrick Mahomes in this game. Like not only was he running really well, but like he threw that that um, third and 14 outcut to uh, to Goddard. That was in a football size hole. If it's any higher, it's picked off by the safety. If it's any lower, it's picked off by Snead, the corner. He had a couple passes that were like, damn, those are like Aaron Rodgers type throws. Not that Patrick Mahomes wasn't great. We'll get to it. He was great. But I think it's important to realize that Jalen Hurts, four touchdowns total and mm-hmm. 304 yards through the air, 70 some yards on the ground. He was probably, with the exception of one fumble, which was very like impactful. He was the best player on the field, yeah. I thought, through the course of the entire game and, and was like poised the whole time. So when he told Sirianni to stop talking trash, he just like in, in control of the game. That was, um, yeah, I mean, that was one of the things that jumped out. And I want to get to the more macro Jalen Hurts part of it. But but to your point, yeah, he feathered two throws that we would have expected those to be Mahomes throws. Like he put it between two defenders um, even the deep ball on that sort of deep drag to AJ Brown was absurd. The placement of it, 
Like only AJ Brown could get to that ball. Yeah. Um, my question on Hertz, though, in the more macro perspective, um, because I don't think like the mistake in the fumble, yeah, like you're gonna hold that against the guy who really carried your offense. Um, do you think? I, I hate to just do tears thing, but he to me he has to be like you got Mahomes peerless. You've got I think you have Burrow at number two, but I think it's like Hertz and Josh Allen are the, are like in a tier now, and then that the, he's leapfrogged the Lamar Jacksons, the Trevor Lawrence's that that mid level tier. And to me, that was an actual like not to just go you know football hot take. That was an actual question coming into this game because we'd never seen him play beyond the structure of an, uh, an Eagles offense that was loaded and continued to be loaded. Yeah, I, I've been high on Jalen Hurts all morning and since, I mean, all season, but certainly been trying to make sure that we all appreciate the moment. So, like, I, I feel like I want to give you some other um, conversation because I assume by the time people get to this on Tuesday, they've heard everyone talk about how great Jalen Hurts was. Yeah. So I'm trying to think of, like, what is the knock against Jalen Hurts? And I would say, like, he was not under pressure with the offensive line was good. His receivers are incredible. But still thrown to the receivers more. Yeah, but still, he was so impressive. Like, there really is no knock on Jalen Hurts, especially at this point in his career, and especially given the fact that they still have a ton of draft capital to, like, continue to hit and continue to keep this roster loaded. And when you asked him to be special, he was special in the yeah. biggest game. Like, I don't, I, I'm not sure how, how to walk away from this thinking anything other than he's, like, risen to that, uh, to an elite tier, to, uh, yeah. you got, to, you got a guy who's runner up to MVP and was on track to be the Super Bowl MVP had he gotten the ball back. His guy's guy, his girl's guy, he's just a guy. Um, But so I did, I wanted to start with Jalen Hurts just to get so we could put some flowery compliments out there because now it's time to roast the Eagles. And I am so happy they lost. And (laughs) I didn't think I was going to feel that way. I really did not. And I was watching that game with, with no dog, no dog in the fight. And then everything the Eagles do, they have got to be the most annoying team in the league, not just for Sirianni on the sideline, but they're like mm-hmm. the NBA team. They're like the Houston Rockets. They have pushed the rules to the logical oh. extreme until they call it. And during that game, I was like, get the f- out of here with another <laughs> rugby play on fourth and two. I get it. You just need eight yeah. yards for a first down. Get the bleep out of here with another <laughs> inside screen where your linemen are seven yards downfield before they catch the ball. Those poor defensive backs, your kin getting hit by 380 pound Jordan Mailata 11 yards down the field because the refs are afraid to make that call. That's like, you know, that was one of the things about the call at the end of the game. I was like, okay, you know, ticky tack call, whatever. Eagles got the the three calls that yeah. weren't overturned on catches. The Goddard catch, the Devontae Smith catch, the Miles Sanders catch fumble. They had... Lane Johnson somehow beating the snap count on every single play, which is a storyline going into the week. They had these inside screens. They had the rugby plays. All this stuff is going to be legislated out of the game by next season because it makes it makes these like 11 minute drives that are less fun to watch and kept kept Mahomes off the field. And all I was thinking was your style of football only let me watch 13 minutes of Patrick Mahomes in the first three quarters of that game. It is football justice that you lost. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that is a take. I mean, so I get what you're saying. Some of those things, yeah, they're kind of annoying, but it's not like they don't do the other stuff too. Yeah, they do the other <laughs> stuff too. They do other stuff well, but you're right. No one else is doing the rugby play, which is fine. I don't hate the rugby play as much as you, but I do like you want those moments to be 
intense moments because they're pivotal and they felt so anticlimactic. Like they just yeah. kept going to a fourth and short. And we're like, all right, well, that's the first down. Oh, that's the first down before it even snapped. And you're you're certainly right about that. But I think it's also I get the reasons why they could be hateable, but I really like them. And I think in large part it's Jalen Hurts. Like Jalen Hurts is like uh what Tim Tebow was, <laughs> except actually good for uh for those um those Florida teams that got into so much trouble. But yeah, Jalen Hurts makes them likable and he's incredible. Well, that was the thing that was like once they when they were actually playing and stretching the field, um, and like he was taking shot plays to AJ Brown and Devontae Smith. They were they they were super fun to watch. Like it was it was just all the stuff on the edges, which by the way, that's been the story of the NFL for the last 20 years with the Patriots. Play the edges. If the refs doesn't don't call it, it's not a penalty. So I totally get it, but I was still very annoyed by it. Um, so can I bring up a, a, another thing that I thought was just now now we're just getting to my complaints. Okay, let's do it. I like it. Grievances, list them. Okay. This is the worst bleeping take I've ever seen. I saw it a lot on social media. I mean, I'm a huge Bill Simmons fan listeners podcast, and this is what he opened up with. They're talking about Mahomes faking his injury. How could he run that fast with a hurt ankle? And I was like, are we really doing this? I was like, are we we really doing this? The guy who played on one leg and clearly was hurt and played one of the most heroic games we've ever seen. We're we're really, we're going to do it. We're going to do like a pain threshold here that it was like a four out of 10 high ankle sprint. I assume Bill was being sarcastic and trying to get jokes off. Anybody who's putting that out there is just trying to be funny. Like, I'm not sure. Is that a thing? Like, nobody does that. (laughs) <laughs> it's not a it's not a real thing and it's not something that i think patrick Mahomes. well i don't know him like that but like why why would you yeah it just doesn't seem uh to have much benefit like he's already great he doesn't need to like maybe if you're struggling and you stink like oh i'm i was hurt mm-hmm. but like he's already the best in football he doesn't need to add to his legacy by faking an injury for multiple weeks like it doesn't seem to make sense i'm sure they were joking anybody who's putting that out there is just trying to be funny <laughs> well can i give you a couple other bad takes all right let's hear them um well there was the the obvious ones the refs and the field ruined the game for the eagles that one is out there the uh and then this one was my favorite i saw this one floating around the reason andy reed was able to make such good halftime adjustments was because the halftime show was so long because Rihanna had a catalog of so many hits. Isn't the halftime show always long? Like they, they this didn't is make the it longer one. this year. This is the longest oh, it one. It was longer this yeah. year than it was in the past. Yeah. Well, I hope Reed, I mean, she was wearing red. So she was rooting <laughs> for the Chiefs. You want to give Andy Reed. I mean, the halftime adjustment or the hugest adjustment was that um, motion whip route. Like it wasn't mm-hmm. a complicated adjustment. It was like they're going to try to pass it off. And we'll, once you motion down inside and like, and then you'll run back outside and be wide open, Kadarius Tony and and Sky Moore. And then they did it with Juju. And that was the the holding call was because the Eagles adjusted to that motion into a whip route with putting Bradbury up in press and Bradbury got beat. So he grabbed, which like I completely understand. It's it's a tough route to cover, especially when Patrick Mahomes can place the ball. So yeah, I mean, I, that wasn't a hard adjustment to put in. I, I don't, I didn't see anything else significant. Do you think the Eagles' defense was fraudulent? Obviously, the offense wasn't. Yeah. But the reason, like, they gave up like thirty-four and forty when they played Prescott and Rodgers. Was the only good quarterbacks they played. They had a weird path, and now this. Yeah, I they 
it didn't it, it, all season long. They've been more talented than most teams. And when you do that, you don't have to do like complex game plans uh, from game to game. And they didn't do I, I'm not saying they came in here and just ran all the same regular stuff and they didn't adjust at all. But they didn't do much that was challenging the Eagles and they did or challenging the, the Chiefs. And they didn't have that many counter punches in part, I think, because all year they just beat the piss out of people and you're not accustomed to like trying new things and and um integrating something a little bit more complicated and when you got Patrick Mahomes and Eric Bieniemy and Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey if they know what you're going to do and they kind of have you figured out they're going to adjust to it you got to switch that's one of the things that we talked about the Bengals that have done so well against the Chiefs is they got multiple things and if it's drop eight or if it's um uh, not showing and blitzing off of one side. It's these sorts of things. The Eagles just didn't have a whole bunch of counter punches. Not that it would have mattered, but it, it only matters when it does. Like, I, I'm not sure that they would have been able to confuse them or stop them at any point, but it seemed like uh, we saw this when the Chiefs played the 49ers early in the season. It was like, yeah, you guys are really good, but when Patrick knows what you're going to do, he's going to put up 400 yards on you like he did against the um, 49ers. He didn't. He wasn't that prolific against the Eagles, but he made the plays that he needed to make. It actually made me think of um, a quote that Andre Iguodala said about guarding LeBron in the finals. This, And I was thinking about this last night was that he basically was like, number one thing we had to do about against LeBron is like obstruct his vision and make him think. But And then on the next possession, we had to do it every possession, but on the next possession, we had to do it in a different way because if they did it the same way twice, he only had to see it a second time and he would rip it apart. And that's what I thought about with the Eagles defense a tiny bit because four possessions in the first half, seven offensive points for the Chiefs, four possessions in the second half. And I think it was 24 offensive points for the Chiefs. Like they didn't like that defense didn't change. Mahomes just shredded them. And those those drives were so fast. Yeah, it seemed like they did blitz more than they normally do. It seemed like they played a lot more man coverage than they normally do, but those aren't like I don't know, they didn't they don't feel like complicated switches it wasn't like mm-hmm. a, uh an overload or a, a show blitz or um a, a zone um over kelsey like i thought that was one of the answers that you would have that i would have liked to see when with an answer to that whip route is like a zone blitz rather than but i'm sure patrick has an answer for that also that's the thing that we talked about a bunch is one of the benefits of having a core that's together for a long time is to be fair there's nothing they could have done that I'm sure Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes and Eric Bieniemy and Travis Kelsey don't have an answer for or haven't seen. But you have to switch it from series to series because, like, yeah. once you come out and you you stifle them once, they're like, all right, we have an answer for that. Then you have to have something different for them because they can they can institute whatever their adjustment is so quickly. And to those whip routes that ended up being two touchdowns, they ran it two times for touchdowns before they even adjusted and then the adjustment didn't work. Yeah. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. 
If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com DF today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash DF. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur. Barnstown, Kentucky. 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. So I want to ask you a tiny bit about the defense, and I also want to ask you about Kelsey. Just quick things. This isn't a gotcha thing. It's just, I was thinking about last night, I was wondering if you were rethinking some of the, like, Dominic Foxworth football maxims. Well, nope. no, no, because we were talking about how it's good. If the Eagles need to be weak anywhere, it needs it's OK that it's not about stopping the run. And I actually do think that was a big part of how the Chiefs treaded water in that game and started the comeback was six yards of carry Pacheco being able to, uh, you know, break off long runs um, when he hadn't really all season. And do you think that that's a rule that's more important in the right or is more true in the regular season than the postseason when this stuff matters? Yeah. I mean, the reason, so as you know, I believe that absolutes are for children and dumb people. Mm -hmm. So like, I don't think anything is a hundred percent absolute. So like, yeah, don't cross the street when there's a red stop hand up. I tell that to children and dumb people, but I'm a grown up. I'm in New York. If there are no cars coming, I can cross the street. So like, I feel the same way about my own maxims. It's like, yes, I believe that if you're going to give something up, it is the running game as long as you don't give up big plays. Yeah. And that's, I still believe that to be true. Um, the tough thing, the reason why I believe that to be true is most teams are not good enough to four or five yards to pop all the way down the field without having a penalty, a turnover, something that will stop them. They need big chunks. The Chiefs are good enough. Yeah. <laughs> Coincidentally, it's like the Chiefs are good enough. And um, it wasn't like the Eagles didn't have a shot in that game, but I do, I could understand your point that 
I can understand pushing back and saying that it's different in the postseason because the postseason you're going to run up against teams that are less likely to make mistakes, teams that are comfortable with doing that. And if you do that, you don't put pressure on them to do the difficult things. The only reason why passing is is like so like uh, like the analytics suggest that passing is better than running in football is because running so hard. Yeah, like running is so it's lower risk and it's easier if you can do it. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I'm not sure if I'm making it, making it clear, but like, if you can run for four yards of pop, there's no completion the percentage in in running. He gets the ball, but it's hard to do it against defenses uh, with NFL players on the other side every time. And it's tough if you go if you run in on first down, you get one yard at second and nine, then you're already in a tough spot. So I think that's that's what I'm hoping for is because or that's what I'm thinking is there's no way to cut. Co- it's harder to come back from that. And even if you, somebody's going to make a play. So you run it. All right. We get a first down because we ran it four times in a row or three times in a row. Got a first down. All right. The next series, one of those times you try to run the ball, someone on our team is going to make a play or you're going to get called for a holding or someone's going to make a bad read or something. And then you're in third and nine. And now that's when we win. Mm. All right. So I need to ask you about the second one, because this is a huge part of it. So last night it's about, it's about receivers. But it's not yep, to take about it's not it's not to take about the number needing a number one receiver because I think we were looking at that wrong. Travis Kelsey is a number one receiver; he's an all-time pass catcher. But I think what's interesting is we talked a lot early in the season about guys who stretch the field on the outside at true X versus someone who plays in the middle of the field in a slot more of a slot type role. Kelsey's obviously super unique, but he occupies that center of the field in a way that's interesting. And now we've had the last two Super Bowls sort of dominated by, I guess, dominated by guys who play in the middle of the field. Does that change the way that you think about how valuable a pass catcher can be if they aren't a true number one, a, a just, uh, you know, a Jamar yeah. Chase, Tyreek Hill I type think guy? It's about putting pressure on the defense. Mm-hmm. And I think that you can put pressure on the defense in the middle of the field and that like opens things up with wise, you know, um, mm-hmm. I, I will always firmly believe that the most dangerous thing you can do is threaten a team vertically. And that's, that's not going to change. If you have a receiver who is terrifying as far as like he could score a touchdown on any play, that is something you have to be aware of every snap. And that makes everyone else's job easier. I think there is stretching his, or um, attacking the middle of the field, I think does put a type of pressure on a defense, but I think it's a little bit lighter pressure than someone running deep down the field, like, or even someone who's capable of catching a slant and going to the crib or catching an out and going to the crib or catching an option route and going to the crib. That speed and that number one receiver or someone who can like go up and win a contested catch, like all that to me is frankly more valuable because from a defensive perspective, it's, we can't make one mistake. We can't leave this guy open. And so Travis, he's great. We leave him open. He he busts the coverage. It might be a 20-yard game. It's not the same as Tyreek Hill. So, like, yes, they won, but it's – and this is probably having been a cornerback who's had people run past him before, maybe it's just, like, nightmare fuel for me. But I think it will be true of any defensive coordinator that they'd rather have a tight end. They have rather try to game plan for or play defense against a tight end who seemingly can get open at any time he wants in the middle of the field than a guy who – can score a touchdown anytime you throw it. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so I think that's, we've, we've given a lot of football here. Mm-hmm. Now Good. I think we can, yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, I got a few more for you. And All right, here we go. I'm, I'm going to start with, with some old white guys. Uh, my favorite. Yeah, I know. Do you think Tom Brady might come back next year now that Mahomes is on his head? <laughs> um, I think Tom Brady might come back next year no matter what, whether Mahomes is on his or not. I think it's – I don't think he'll come back in the regular season. I mean, I don't think he'll come back in the preseason. My guess is – I'm not the first one who said this, but – my guess is it'll be a team like the Jets were this year or they're like, oh, if we just had a guy or a team with a quarterback injury like the 49ers were, I think it'll be hard for him to to um, reject that opportunity, you know, which uh, get another Super Bowl or get another run and, and ending his – I don't know. Like I, I was about to like pivot into all the ways that we talk about and look at the game. No, he just loves it. And if he gets another chance, it doesn't matter if the team has a shot or not. If he gets another chance to play ball, I, I feel like Tom Brady's going to have a hard time saying no to it until people he's, stop calling him. He's a football crackhead. Um, <laughs> yes, he's Tyrone Bickham's of football. He just crush it up and snort it. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so I'm going to give a, a, a slight pause here. So in case Christina needs an in point and an out point. But I need to ask you, there were, to me, three probably borderline offensive, but Genuinely funny old white guy moments or middle-aged oh. white guy moments. We off the top, we had the, you know, Chris Berman one. There was also Kevin Burkhardt calling, zooming in on Elon Musk and Rupert Murdoch and calling them two of the most brilliant minds of a generation. And then the third <laughs> one is Terry Bradshaw, who like yeah. three times in four minutes told Andy Reid to waddle over to him while he was like about to get the Lombardi trophy. Was that the perfect oh. trifecta of like old white dudeness, middle-aged to old white dudeness. <laughs> I don't know, but I, I do know that uh, Ashley does a bunch of this in the, in the uh, Roses and Thorns, so don't worry. Right. Sorry. Uh, it's it's in the show. <laughs> Perfect. I'm just glad, I'm glad everyone noticed because all of those things were very funny. All right. So what are we, um, do you have anything else on the Super Bowl or it's, it's time, how much time before we have to deep dive? And I mean, you are, you don't have kids, and so you are up to date on everything NBA. I'm mm-hmm. a little bit behind, so I guess how many days do I have off before I have to fire up this league pass and get informed on everything? Post All Star break, you got a couple weeks. Okay, all right. Um, well, we'll, and that's that's the last thing I wanted to to, to leave you with here. It's like, are we gonna? We got some NBA. We're gonna have some NFL draft. Got some tennis. Should we have like a a, a TV book club too? mailbags what should we like watch it. and break down a, a show every week i like it i like it um yeah i guess we can get some requests the tough thing about breaking down shows every week is not all shows yeah we'll we'll talk about it. we'll figure it out but yeah i like a tv book club i like it mm. and we're gonna call it a book club so we sound smart I'm, and I'm also sure. then our, our 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 listeners will actually watch it if, like, yeah. if, I, if I tell them to read Great Expectations, it's not going to happen as they get through Miss Havisham and Pip's adventure. I think, I think you're you're right. But one thing I found about shows that do book clubs yeah. is even if I don't read it, I enjoy feeling oh, like yeah. I'm reading it. So I don't think he's wrong with doing a book club, but yeah. also I don't feel like reading. So Exactly. I really like, I used to like to read, but now it's like, oh, I'm good. I that's To that point, I would listen to Bomani talk about any book that I haven't read. I do that every year. <laughs> yeah, I've kept up with Bomani's book club. Uh, yeah, I think I've read both of those books. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Friday Night Lights and then the other one with the Ali book. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So we'll figure out the show. I think you probably want to do Last of Us. Would be my guess. But we'll figure out something that releases every week because we can't do a stream show. That's no fun. Yeah. Or we could do the tennis. Oh, never mind. We'll figure it out. All right. Yeah. Appreciate it. Time for everybody. Oh, I'm not supposed to say that anymore. Time for roses and thorns. <laughs> <laughs> You're not supposed to say everyone's favorite Foxworth. Yeah, Ashley doesn't like that. I don't know why. It's the truth, but whatever. He's so good. How has Dominique been lately? Bad or good? Let's find out. This is Roses and Thorns. All right. Roses and Thorns with my wife, Ashley. Hello, wife. You see my my sweatshirt? I broke a sweat running back to the hotel so I can get this beautiful sweatshirt. It says Ashley, guys. I wonder who got it for him. (laughs) I got it for myself because I need everybody to know. My ring is not enough. I need a shirt that also tells all these wild New York women to stay away from me. Because so many of them are hitting on him. I got hit on in New York one time like six years ago and... It and amazing. it scarred him. It scarred him. It made him realize he needs to wear sweatshirts that have my name on them. It was terrible. Well, and I'm wearing my sweater. I wore my sweatshirt that says Dominique last week, and I'm wearing my sweater that has an A and a D and like a Cupid heart. I added some confetti beading around it because, you know, I'm a confetti kind of girl. Got to. So did you enjoy the Super Bowl? I did. So Dominique was here. We had a busy weekend. He was here and then had to take a train right after we had my son turned 10 over the weekend. So we had a 10th birthday party for him um, yesterday. And then he left yesterday, like early. And then he it left. It was an amazing right birthday party, by the way. And I think our family gets accustomed to all of these amazing birthday parties that you um, put on for all of our children. But um, I-, I guess Christina, a friend of ours, pointed out how you're on top of everything. And I didn't realize how uh, well planned all of our kids' mm. birthday parties are every year. And and uh, I guess this year, so we did a flag football party because our son's really into football. And you had jerseys printed for all 30 of the kids that were there. We played flag kids. football. Yeah, we played. I had a Nerf fight afterwards, and it was all great. And everyone was super appreciative, especially me and especially our very grateful son. Well, you know, he shows his gratitude in interesting ways. But, yes, he did have a good – he's had a long year. This has been a long year for our family and for him. And so and I want to kind of defend myself a bit and say that I don't do those, like – and there's nothing wrong with it, but it's just not me. Like, I'm not the kids' party person with, like, the custom balloons and backdrops and, like, like perfectly themed. Like, I don't know, like, why I feel like I'm defending myself. But I don't want you to envision that. But it's just, like, what I found, like – the cheapest jerseys that I could get printed um, and got went to five below and got every kid of football and have markers so their teammates could autograph their balls. The theme was the games before the big game since his birthday. His birthday was actually Saturday, but he had so many sports on Saturday. And my other my daughter had a lot of sports. Speaking of, I need to do the spring signups um, for the two that I haven't completed those for. Yay. They'll be playing on a total of five teams in the spring between our three kids. It'll be really fun making five games a weekend. Um but um, but yeah, so it was football themed. But how about he was like, mm, you know, instead of a party, y'all could just take me to Super Bowl. Like that was a super easy, basic yeah. ask. And it was honestly, like a, a month before his birthday when you were talking yeah. about parties, he was like, I could just go to the Super Bowl. I was like, I mean, you could. I mean, I guess. But last minute like this, it requires a lot. Finding uh, like tickets are expensive and hotels and flights. So maybe we'll shoot. But I try. I was like, honey, yeah, like people can't just go to the Super Bowl. Like the Super Super Bowl tickets are so hard to get. He was like, 
daddy's gotten them before. And I was like, like he, he's, he knows. Like, and then he has a friend whose uncle is like high up in the chiefs organization. So we live in DC, not Kansas city, but um, one of his friends loves the chiefs um, because he has a family connection. And so his friend canceled on his birthday party when the chiefs made it and like, not in a bad way, super sweet kind. Like, of course I would rather go to the super bowl too. So with Declan and Declan was like, so Ryan gets to go to the super bowl for my party and I have to go to my party, but he did enjoy his party. And your original question was, did I enjoy the super bowl? Yes. Um, it was lovely. You had left. And so we went to Christina and, and shout out to DeQuell. We went to Christina DeQuell's house and watched oh, yeah. People it who follow this podcast know DeQuell when we had that um, concussion episode after Tua. DeQuell's a two-time Pro Bowler, I think, linebacker. He was my college teammate and he lives my, a mile from me and we're still, I mean, our families are very close now and uh, that's where you watch the Super Bowl with Christina DeQuell. But I'm shouting him out because he... He, DeQuell, came to Declan's birthday party and got stuck coaching slash throwing quarterbacking for the winning team. I hate to say I mean, this, but DeQuell's team crushed your team. Um, I heard you were throwing the balls a little bit too hard at the kids. Um, well, I mean, if you want to win, I got to I got to thread the needle. And DeQuell also had the birthday boy and um, teams that were selected by the birthday boy. But I no, mean, I selected the teams. I I tried to match them evenly on each. I split up. No, I'm just joking. The teams were teams were evenly matched. I split up people who like, like of the kids that actually do play flag football, I split them up equally. I split up kids who I know aren't really into sports equally. I tried to match these teams equally. Equally matched. DeQuell out quarterbacked me. Thank you. There you go. Just DeQuell, we value you. And I forgot he was doing that off of um, recently repaired Achilles. I felt bad when I remember that. Like, man, that man was out there having to run with these children. Um, We owe you big time. Thank you, DeQuell, for making the party possible and for, or making it like, manageable for me because otherwise I would have been their coach and their quarterback and that would have been disastrous. I would have just done all-time quarterback or or we'd have have recruited somebody else. Okay okay yeah because it wouldn't have worked for me although I did have that one good pass yesterday you can ask my brother he saw it um Peyton I guess could have been it but he was late but anyway um my brother's name guys is Peyton Manning um my maiden name's Manning so clearly he could have been the quarterback um and he's named after my grandfather to be clear not after the quarterback like he's too old to be named after the quarterback it's just a coincidence um but so it was good. I have a rose and a thorn, but it's not about you. It's about like the Super Bowl and Super Bowl coverage. Oh, nice. I like this. I like the new new look, rose and thorn. We just do roses and thorns about things in, in our life rather than about me. Yeah, it's not about you. Um, and I don't like to have thorns generally about you or about anyone else because I don't like to be negative. But I feel like I can have a thorn about someone else being negative. Sure. So my thorn is if, what is the blonde guy who was up on the post? Is it Terry Bradshaw? I think that's who he was up like. Um, I mean, yeah, yeah. With the hat. Yeah, on the hat. I don't remember. But he yeah, uh, anyway, Terry. he was up there on the podium or dice, whatever it's called, where they had the the trophy at the end of the Super Bowl. He kept calling Andy Reid big guy. And then he oh. said, Waddle over here when he wanted him to come oh. talk. It was so oh. awful. Like maybe we're best friends. And honestly, I did notice he had a little limp. Um, Andy Reid. But why would you say that? So like Terry Bradshaw doesn't like me already, so it's okay. We can oh. keep well, I, it might not have been Terry Bradshaw, honestly. No, it, it probably was. That sounds like something Terry Bradshaw would um, say. But why funny. would you say that? To, like, I get maybe they just have this like really good relationship, and it's like poking yeah. jokes. But still, like, and I'm sure the guy doesn't care. He's like, I'm good. Are but you like, sure? Well, I don't know. But when he added the like big guy, big fella, okay, that's what you call <sighs> people, whatever. But when he added Waddle over yeah. here. On live TV, I, after this game, when the I Super didn't Bowl, see that. Go I back and look that. at it. Definitely, I'll check it out. 
My son who was watching it with me, I let him stay up and watch the whole thing with me. My son who was watching it with me even realized like that was awful. And this little one says some things. Speaking of your son who says some things, he was wearing a Kindness is Contagious t-shirt yesterday that you got one of the kids for Christmas. So it has a heart. And I put it on him yesterday after his party when he showered. And I didn't put it on him, but I took it out. I was like, here, put this on. Um, and he didn't realize, but he never read it. So during the Super Bowl halftime show, his comments include, her seven head is distracting me. And I love Rihanna. Like, I was like, I was like, Declan, no. I didn't even get it at first. You can't send the Navy after our 10-year-old boy, though. I guess it's just on social media. Okay, then you know what? what we'll called? edit this out. But but so anyway, no, he leave had, it in there. He had let a couple him, more comments. One of them really offended me because he said, um, is she and like he almost said it like in a like respectful way, but he was like, um, is she 50 up there doing this? She looks like half my age, even pregnant. Like, and I'm 38. So I was like, man, if you think she looks 50, you must think I look 79. Um, and I'm about to be waddling somewhere. Um, but anyway. Um, even he said that that was rude. She looked you look phenomenal. Great. You look great. Um, when people were saying she's pregnant, I was like, shoot, I look like that a few months postpartum. Like, good for her. But but no, she actually is pregnant again and up there, suspended in the air and being magical. Go, Rihanna. There was a another post-game scenario that that you uh probably missed. And I don't know. This this will be really test of Christina's judgment on editing. Um so after the game. On ESPN, Chris Berman, uh, he thought he just hit the line of the year when he was like, yeah, uh, he said a bunch of highlights of the game and or not highlights, but he just said a bunch of points of the game, like Kelsey brothers playing against each other. And. And this is the first time in NFL history that two black quarterbacks are playing against each other in the Super Bowl. Then he did a pause like this for dramatic uh, effect just before he started doing the highlight. And then he said, and fittingly. On Abraham Lincoln's birthday. <laughs> that is so funny. All right, moving on. He freed us to make some money for his state so we could go play against each other for <laughs> these owners. Thank you. On a field. Yep. All right. So, yeah, so, so that was my point. Like, why would you say some man models? Oh, but the kindness is contagious, right? So, Declan looks at his shirt after he says the stuff about Rihanna. I'm like, Declan, like, what does your shirt say? And he reads it. He says, oh, no. And he's just so fast. He says, ah, oh, nah, I took the vaccine for that. It's not contagious to me. I said, Declan. Um, and then he insisted on taking the shirt off and wearing something different to school today because normally he just sleeps in whatever he showered in and then wears it to school the next day. But he took it off because he, he didn't want people to think he was too nice at school today, um, fittingly. Um, but okay, and then my rose for Super Bowl though is on that same <laughs> stage, like obviously I wasn't paying that much attention to what happened in the game. I honestly like did not care who won. But I kind of did yeah. want Jalen Hurts to win because, like, Patrick yeah. Mahomes already got his Super Bowl. Let's let all the black quarterbacks get their Super Bowls. And then we can go back and give seconds. But that's not right. Good job. Go Chiefs. Yay. Um, and I kind of want to hear Jalen Hurts sing again, like he did after the championship. But it was so nice to hear Patrick Mahomes talk. And that is my rose. He We did a show. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes is great. We'll get back to that in a second. But we did a show a couple of weeks ago about how Jalen Hurts is the most attractive quarterback in football. Do you find Jalen Hurts attractive? I also? mean, I don't want to tell you this, but he is. Oh, yeah. I mean, my feelings are I mean, I feel bad I, saying it, but I was like, <laughs> um, he's very handsome. He licks his lips a lot. They're always well moisturized. My friend Safna pointed that out to me, and she's on a mission to figure out what he is using on them so that we can get our lips to look like that. If you can get Jalen Hurts, more power to you. I'll raise the kids. Remember, I look 79. I'll I'm be good. so proud of you. I, I want you to live your best life. I'll raise the kids and, and we'll 
we'll um, meet up later in life. Maybe we could we can go on vacation together or something. So you can meet Jalen. Mm-hmm. I think he's I think he's cute too. I'll introduce <laughs> you to him. Um, yeah, he is. Um, anyway, you're distracting me. But yes, part of me wishes. It ain't me. <laughs> it's Jalen. Apparently, it. I'm about to Jaylen. change this D to a J. Psych, but I look 70, so I can't do that. Um, but Patrick Mahomes. And I'm sure Jalen Hurts is lovely. I heard him saying he sounded like not great as a singer, but it made him sound so great because I love people who can't sing and just sing anyway. Like, I don't know why I love people like that. Kind of like I love fat kids with glasses. I don't know why I love fat kids with glasses, but you know. You sing and can't sing and you were a fat <laughs> and kid with glasses. I was a fat kid with glasses. But Patrick Holmes, listening to him talk after the game, I was like, he is just such a good guy. Like he, at least he, I don't know him obviously, yeah. but like how like, like at one point when they first interviewed them before they had built the little stage thing for them to accept, it was him and Travis Kelsey. And so the, I think it was Aaron Andrews was like, you know, on offense, y'all did so great. So in that space, he didn't even like give Kelsey all the credit. He was like, no, but our defense and Eric Bieniemy and yeah. like all these people. And then when they were interviewing just him, it was like, no, it was Trav and all and Coach yeah. Reed, you know, Andy Reed and all these people. Like it was never about him. And it was just so, so beautiful to see. Like he seemed like such a great, wonderful, hardworking, tough, but also just kind. And that yeah, to me, even though I'm raising a kid who says he cannot be infected by kindness. Like to me, being kind is like the most important thing. And that made me just yeah. really love him and really happy for him. So those are my brothers. He, um, he's been outspoken on issues of race and justice. And he's okay. um, he's also like fairly religious, which I guess could cut both ways depending on who you are. But for you, I know that's definitely uh, a positive. Um, What's it for you? Uh, I mean, I, whatever, whatever motivates you to be a kind person or uh, yeah, whatever you need for peace and morality i'm all for it if, if he said that the stars made him be gracious then i'd be all for that or uh ally it don't really matter to me just find whatever it is or nothing or just you see people and you want to be decent which is fine too but yeah i'm um, yeah so I, nice. I really like he's always been really nice like early in his career like he um i was able to reach out and interview him and exchange information with him he's just like a gracious guy and have you ever reached out to Jayla Hurts though I will now, after this I'll, I'll see if I can, can make you send a picture of me in my younger days <laughs> and Stephna, yeah, both of you. us me and Stephna side by side he could choose I'll share if you'll share then he doesn't have to choose I'll share my opportunity oh, okay gotcha well if, if if you're willing to share well we can have another conversation after this is over <laughs> um I was not going to say I lost track because I was getting excited. You're talking about Jalen Hurts. You're talking about how nice. I didn't want to share Jalen Hurts. I meant like. You're talking about how nice um, Patrick Mahomes is. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. He's he's a a great dude. He seems like a really, he's a really good dude. Um, I'll tell Patrick that I want to talk to Jalen and we'll see what happens. So is that your Super Bowl recap? Are you done? Oh, the Rihanna stuff. Did you see the internet was making. um, Stuff about ASAP Rocky sperm? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The symbolism (laughs) of Rihanna being. Uh, yeah. Okay. Just making sure you saw that also. That was fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah, that was. I know. That's amazing. Cause I saw, she said, I mean, I didn't know when, but I looked in an article and it said she had a baby in May. Like, I swear like May to that. I probably still, I mean, honestly, I didn't, but like you could easily still look like that from your May baby, but no, she is like, and now I'm back with like, and she, it's not like a big fat pregnant person. Like I was, she was like cute. And then this little pregnant belly, like good for her. Go Rihanna. It's great. Um, but then, okay. So I don't have any roses and thorns about you. I actually have all roses that you need to guess. Me. All right, cool. Because it's okay. Valentine's day and I'm not a hater. I'm a lover, especially on Valentine's day. Okay. Guess what 
some of my favorite things about you are. What do you think my favorite date I've ever had with you was? Um, uh, uh, first one or the second one when we went to ESPN Zone and you beat me and some stuff. That was cute, but no. Um, all right. Well, that was my guess. I missed it. On the beach in Puerto Rico, mostly okay, because cool. it was probably because you look nice. It would be my guess. <laughs> yeah, I did look nice. <laughs> So Jalen. Um, but also because it was like the first time I got in alone time with you since like because we went to Puerto Rico together after we got our vaccines, like we waited in line early to get our vaccines, um, some like leftovers. Um, in like I don't know when, but it was June, I guess, of twenty the twenty twenty. Um, probably not twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty one. And we went to Puerto Rico together and it was the first time we'd been away from our kids for like that whole time. And it was magical. And it was like before the Delta variant. So like we felt all comfortable and stuff. Um it was great. So that's my favorite day. What do you think my favorite accomplishment of yours is? You're such an accomplished person. Like you seriously have lived like multiple dreams. Like, this is a dream job to some people. NFL is a dream job to some people. Marry me. That's yeah, a dream. And it's true. Um, I would say, I was going to say marrying you would be your favorite accomplishment for me. I mean, now that you say that, that sounds good. But no, that wasn't what I had um, Business school. That made me, that's it. I was so proud yeah. of you. Well, I, you're proud of me because you forced me to do it. And you deserve as you much credit. Um, no, I mean, you encouraged me to shoot for a higher level. And I think that's why it's your favorite accomplishment, because it's probably of the accomplishments, one that you can lay a lot more claim to than the football one. For sure. Also, I don't know. It just felt like like. In a lifetime, like you've done so much and it was like you already had this football career. Now you have like like I know girls joking like, oh, I want like somebody with an MBA or like will go looking like there's like whole like fancy Ivy League dating sites. I've never been on one, fortunately, but I know these exist. I'm like, wow, I got the football player turned HBS grad. Um, and you still had a six pack and you still do. Um, and that's also Barely. a separate. Hanging on. Well, honestly, though, it's because you used to have an eight pack. So, yes, you are down a couple abs, but like you're still it's doing genetics. Right. It's laziness and genetics. Uh, I thought, um, yeah. My performance ratio, I think, would be uh, another accomplishment that I'm very proud of. What do you mean by that? Never mind. Um, what's my favorite word to hear you say? Uh, favorite word? Um, your name. Ashley. It is. You're right. Yeah, I you knew know that. Because yeah, yeah. um, he doesn't say it a lot. Like, I don't know. I guess we call each other other things. Or just when you're living with someone, you don't, he does not like he's saying babe or honey. Like, I mean, and not that you don't say things like that, yeah. but you don't have to say each other's names a lot when you're always around each other. So when I hear him say Ashley, I just love the way it comes out of his mouth. What's my favorite thing to see you wear? Um, a Jalen Hurts jersey. Honestly, that would just be a <laughs> Don't do that to me. Don't do um, that to me. Pink, something pink. No, a turtleneck or a white t-shirt, but you look okay. great in a turtleneck. Um, what's my favorite thing to do with you? Sex, obviously. No, wrong. Uh, I mean, that's true, but I mean, what's your second favorite thing? I don't know. Um, uh, I don't know. I, I like, my like the immersive full body cuddles. Uh, that's my cuddles. favorite thing. Like yeah. where I just like bear hug you while you're watching the movie, but I'm I not. I mean, that's kind of a euphemism, honestly. So we can cut out the other one before. It's you, not. You know that, Dom. You know that. Immersive I'm... full body cuddles. I'm in for it. What's the next question? <laughs> okay. Fully clothed also. Um, oh, gosh. Um, okay. Let's see. What are some others? I don't know if I have any others that 
I've thought mm. of. Oh, what's okay? Here's just a generic one. What is my favorite quality about you? I mean, it's not generic, but I can think of it on the spot. Um, kindness. You know what? That's not what I would have thought of. Confidence. You know what? It's like I have so many. What came to mind first is like how you figure shit out. Like, All like right. sometimes you're problem solving when it's like you think I have a problem and you want to solve it for me. It does get on my nerves a little bit because sometimes I just want to talk to my problems. But generally, like, like my shower door was messed up the other day. He don't know how to fix it, but he's going to figure out how to fix it. Guess what? My shower door ain't messed up today and no one else came to my house. Um, but you're right. Your confidence and your kindness. I think those things are connected. It's like through the pandemic when we couldn't have people in the house and things were broken. It's like, I believe I can fix them. And most of the time it works out. I think in New York, it was taken when we lived in New York, it was taking too long for the superintendent to fix our washing machine. And I think that was one time where I was overmatched. I tried to, oh no, actually, I think I might have succeeded, but it took like a week to get that. And then done. it broke but, again. But it was because yeah. we had this tiny little washing machine and it was three of us. And we just had a new baby who was like pooping all over things. So we were doing a lot of laundry. And I think I was putting a little bit too much detergent in. And it just wasn't, that little tiny machine wasn't meant for us. Um, do you have anything you want me to guess? Um, what's my favorite thing about you? Like that I'm happy. Yes. I think that it's that you find you find joy and you bring joy to everyone else. And when you're not happy, it's very like noticeable and and uh it yeah, just your happiness, I think, is is contagious and infectious and it uh, makes all of us happier and whatever. And then that big, perfect smile that you have is oh my God. awesome. Thank you. And Thank um, you. my actual favorite physical characteristic about you is the grays that you have in your hair that you are so rude to. I miss them. I love them so much. Do we think Jalen likes grays? I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> my guess is not. So, so you better pluck them. And taking my Mary Ruth's vitamins. I'm joking. Jalen Hurts could be standing right here. I thought you. I thought you were joking. Uh, the first six times this show came up, but now it's like it's serious. Keep a joke going. You know, you can't. Yeah. You can't just let it die. You can't let it die. He could be right here on one knee, and I could have divorce papers with you already signed right next to them. I would rip them up, and I would say, "I'm sorry, Jalen, but let me give you some of my friends' addresses." Um, That's easy to say. Easy to say. I'm I'm very sure that you would actually at least think about it. You give it a you mull it over. I would, you know, I, I would be like, "But what do you use on your lips? Could you just let me find <laughs> out real quick?" I wish you a uh, happy Valentine's Day, everybody, except for me. I wish you all the best in your next relationship, Ashley. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll raise the kids. I love you. I love you. I'm not going anywhere. Oh, happy. Sorry. You know what? I just want to say happy Valentine's Day to Jasmine. Don't cut this out. Happy Valentine's Day to Jasmine and her boyfriend. Um, my friend, Why? I tell you somebody, I, someone with the same name as one of my students. So I thought we were actually were friends is my friend on Instagram and it turned out she's not, but she listens to this and she sent me the kindest message, um, about like imagining, like we sound like what her and her boyfriend might sound like in 15 years, which speaks to Declan's point that we're old, but, or that I look old, but I'm happy to be sounding like what they can sound like in 15 years. She was so lovely and so sweet and happy Valentine's Day to them. Shout out at the end. I like it black it up a little bit you know what happy black history month next week's episode we're pivoting valentine's day will be over you okay. gotta come with some black history month fire all right you got it it's your goal appreciate you bye i love you bye i love you this is the dominique foxworth show